Hey guys, welcome to episode 12 where we talk to Jennifer No, the owner of The Last Trip. And it's really funny because we just met her literally five seconds before we recorded this. Her website looks pretty cool. You can find it at thelasttrip.co. If you use the promo code WALK30, that's W-A-L-K-3-0, you can get 30% off your entire order. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Walk It Out with Yen and Allison, more talk than walk, where we deep dive into the big five, work, school, family, friends, relationship, life, and fun. All right, so on today's episode, we have Jennifer No, who is the owner of The Last Drip. Welcome, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so why don't we start off by you telling us about company The Last Drip. Yeah, sure. So The Last Drip, I actually had started in 2018, but kind of just some personal issues brought up with my mental health, and I kind of held it off. So this year, I just decided to rebrand it into something that's more me and I wanted to make it a little bit more meaningful too, making it available to everyone, easy for everyone to use. I know some of us struggles with lashes versus me, I can put on lashes drunk. So wow. yeah, nice. I just, I want to have that flexibility with everyone and I don't want people to think it's too heavy or too difficult to use and that's a little bit about that. <laughs> So mm-hmm. as a guy, I, I obviously don't wear lashes. Well, not for me. I know I know there's guys out there that wear lashes. Mm-hmm. For a guy, what what is heavy, light? What does that all mean? Like, I'm still learning the terminology. It's just how many hairs on each lash. Heavy lash, there's more hair. Lighter lash, there like, might be less hair. But for me, I want a source material that's still lightweight. I don't know. I guess if I want to compare, it's kind of like cars and wheels. Like a big wheel is obviously a little heavier or like a small wheel <laughs> smaller, I guess. And then there's just so many different type of lashes. There's ones that are longer at the ends. It makes your eyes a little bit wider. There's lashes that are in the middle. It makes your eyes rounder. So, I mean, you can basically catfish people with lashes. And that's what I love about lashes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <And> makeup. <laughs> yeah. Lashes are amazing. Like, whoever yeah. invented the, the strip lash is just it's amazing. This is why guys have trust issues, girls. We don't know what is real and what is not real. But I'm all for woman positivity and I'm also for women feeling good in their own skin. So if lashes help, then I'm all for it. Yeah. But just, oh, just yeah. so you know. Definitely. I mean, it's amazing what a lash does to the whole look. I know. That's like guys with their hair. Some guys, they don't refuse to go out of the house without getting their hair done. And it's for me, it's sometimes like, want to have put a lash on. I'm sorry. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess when you put it that way, it, it does make sense. I've, I've seen guys who never not do their hair. And when I mm-hmm. see them jump out of the pool or something like that. Oh, actually, when they go into the pool, they don't even get their hair wet. So I can see what you're saying. What? Oh, my boyfriend, <laughs> if he doesn't have his hair done, I feel really bad if I'm you know, talking shit on him. But he actually wears a hat when he doesn't have it done. Or like if it's overgrown during quarantine, he has to wear a hat because he doesn't mm. want to pomade his hair. I'm like, okay, well, if I can go outside with no lashes, what is the issue? Who's there yeah. to judge you? You can go outside without a beanie, without a hat. You're fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so as as a guy, I'm just going to sit back and just listen to this conversation. So you ladies, <laughs> you, baby, go ahead and take it over. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so interesting, though, because I know there's a lot of different companies out there that sell lashes. So I just kind of wanted to know what makes your company different and your product different. Yeah, I know there's a lot of companies out there. There's different types of hair, like there's mink hair, there's synthetic hair, there's human hair, there's rabbit hair or something. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I actually wanted this brand to be cruelty free. I started with mink hair in the past, but I found out about they're not very cruelty free. They're mm. abused in a certain way. They don't naturally fall out, as the manufacturer said. So mm -hmm. I do like a synthetic hair, so it's thinner plastic, still reusable. I wanted to reach the middle of luxury lashes, like big brands like Lily Lashes, mm -hmm. and between Vietnamese lashes that your aunt brings back to you from Vietnam that are <laughs> five cents or whatever. I just wanted something that was still good quality and it's still affordable. And it's just like those, those two type of lashes, I've experienced those type of lashes, and there was never one that I liked that much to keep using. Mm -hmm. And even though I quit my first lash brand in 2018, I had that whole supply still and I used it till January and I still get compliments on it. And people are like, why aren't you selling these? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I was scared and I'm scared to fail again. And I guess like during this quarantine time, to be honest, I just have more time. I have all mm -hmm. the time I need. So yeah, definitely. why not? <laughs> yeah, pick yeah. up a hobby. Uh-huh. Do you have a site that people can go to if they're looking to look at your product and buy lashes? So I have a website. It's thelashdrip.co. Mm -hmm. You can buy directly through Instagram. I know that Instagram and Facebook just launched some type of plat selling platform. But yeah, just through Instagram and the website is what I've been focusing on. Mm -hmm. I have a question. You, you mentioned that the hair for the lashes are synthetic. Yeah. Does that mean that you can reuse them because they're plastic? Like, can you wash them off? Yeah, they're actually reusable. So with mink hair, I know that with any kind of like fake, not real, real hair that you buy, like wigs from human hair, it's very hard to wash them. Mm -hmm. But with synthetic hair, it's just a lot easier. They're reusable. And that's my goal. I don't want you to wear it for one night and throw away. But I mean, if it, it does happen, you know, people have mm -hmm. junk knives. If it throw it away, then you don't regret it. You <laughs> might buy another pair. Exactly. So, yeah, it's important for me to just kind of just educate people and like some people already know that they're reusable and they're not meant always for one time. If you take care of them, they'll take care of you, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I always thought those lashes were one time use and you just throw them away. So that's that's mm -hmm. really cool that you're saving the environment in a sense where you're reusing the product and you're mm -hmm. also sourcing ethically. That makes a big difference too. So the person who buys it can actually feel good about what they're purchasing and what they're wearing. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. <laughs> Thanks. They feel yeah. good morally and also they look good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so typically, how long would a lash keep for? I would say 25 times. If you're going to wear it daily, you can wear it for a whole month. You can Whoa. calculate that out and think that's like a mm -hmm. dollar a day. Okay, that's good to know because to be honest, I'm pretty cheap and I'll like <laughs> I'll try to stretch my lashes out. I think the pair I'm wearing right now is probably months, which I don't know if, if that's a bad thing, like if it's bad for your eyes to like reuse lashes more than 30 times. Is there a certain way that people should be washing their lashes or taking care of them so that it's clean and healthy for their eyes? Definitely once you take them off, 
don't just store them right away. Sometimes I do. I mean, we're all guilty of it because mm -hmm. after a night out or whatever, you don't want to spend that time. But if you do, just try to take off the glue because uh -huh. you don't want that same glue on your next pair. And lashes are so close to our eyes that we don't want to risk infections. So definitely just taking off the glue either with your tweezers or your fingers. I like to use cotton swab with a little bit of makeup remover and I just mm -hmm. go between the hairs, brush it out and then leave it oh, to dry. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't envy you girls. You girls have it really tough. So I, I apologize <laughs> and take back everything I said about that earlier. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Guys have their things. Girls have their things. It's fine. I wouldn't be able to go on a podcast and talk about cars because I'm like, my car takes me to A to B. I know how to pour gas. Like, what are you, what, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't know much about cars. <laughs> well, good, th good thing we're not talking about cars. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's get the conversation back to lashes. I, I, I'll follow you. I'll follow you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> and so what is your opinion on lash extensions versus the lash strips? Well, personally, I've had both and I loved mm -hmm. both lash extensions. You wake up, you know, you're not a catfish. You're pretty. You don't have to <laughs> your full makeup. It's great. But personally, I just didn't like the high maintenance of it because I have to brush them out. And when they're wet, I have to brush them out. When I'm showering, they literally are wet and go into your eyes. It's just a lot of work for me. Mm -hmm. I love, love them for a time and I don't bash on them. Like it's a great alternative to strip lashes. But what I like about strip lashes is every day you can try a new style, especially if it matches your makeup. On days when you don't want to wear your lash, your strip lashes, you can just rub your eyes, which I couldn't do with lash extensions. I think for mm -hmm. the first week I kept rubbing my eye because I wake up and then it would get messed up. In terms of like cleanliness, I mean, it really depends on how you take care of them. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people think lash extensions can damage your lashes or strip lashes as well, but it's honestly just how you take care of your lash and what artists you get your lash extensions from because maybe their glue isn't the best quality on the market. And it really just kind of depends. You have to play around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. And then for lash extensions, you have to visit every two weeks. And I don't want to, I mean, they're great, but I don't want to spend an hour of my time just laying in bed to get a refill. Just right. To come back two yeah, weeks it's, later. it's super time consuming and really mm -hmm. expensive too. Yeah. I mean, they'll look good the first week and then the second week they start falling off and I'm just like, oh, I can't wait till my next lash extension versus strip lashes. Just pop on another pair and then you're good to go. You don't really have to mm -hmm. spend an hour or two hours of your time driving there and getting them done. Oh, yeah, exactly. It takes it takes an hour to get the lashes done. I think it's longer like than that, right? Yeah, the first time is usually two hours. I mean, it depends what style you get. If it's thicker, then it's more hair on each lash. And I think for refills, yeah, every two weeks you come in after that, they just put on more mm -hmm. on top of the old one. And that takes like an hour, I think. I really, it kind of just depends. Some people would take up to like three hours and I just don't have time for that. I don't want to lay I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that does sound like a, a lot of time taken out of yeah. your day. I don't know if this is stupid, but is there such thing as like a shower cap for lashes? I saw it on Shein and it's like a cap, but instead of like a visor, it's like on your top of your eyebrows. Okay. So then, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, but then again, like you just have to think about the extra steps you have to do to protect your lashes and you still have to wash them somehow. You have to use a shampoo and then you have to scrub it with the brush and then you have to brush it out. I mean, you can't. Oh, wow. You, yeah. 
That's definitely lash extensions. I actually no, I've never gotten oh. the lash extensions. I've just done the strip lash, and mm-hmm. I think it's just because yeah, it sounds like very high maintenance. Like you have to mm-hmm. wash them. You can't wear eyeliner. Yeah, um, expensive and very <laughs> high maintenance. So I was like, I'm gonna go the strip lash way. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Because I started getting into more glitter eyeshadow, and then with lash extensions. I feel like after two days, I can still find glitter in between my lashes, no matter how much I wash oh, them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was just started the new year, like naked mole rat. And I was like, I'm just going to do lash extensions right now. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, strip lashes right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's crazy how like glitter just finds its way somehow yeah. to just stick to you everywhere. Yeah, yeah, one time I hugged someone with glitter, and then I found glitter three days later still on the <laughs> forearms and stuff. It's amazing how... How penetrating glitter can be. Yeah, it, it sticks for sure. Yeah, and it won't so, stick on your eyes sometimes. Sometimes you find it somewhere else. I'm like, why did you stay on my eyelids? Yeah, and you're like, I want you on my eyelids. I don't want you anywhere else. I don't know why you're yeah. going everywhere else. <laughs> okay, so it, it seems like there's a lot of maintenance that comes with eyelash extensions, and mm-hmm. I can see why girls would be frustrated and maybe not want to do that. So that's yeah. where you come in. You supply the strip lashes. Yeah, you yeah. you mentioned that you had a company before. What happened to that company and what led you to start selling the synthetic hair? Yeah, it's kind of funny because if people know Lily Lashes, it's a very big brand by a celebrity. She supplies lashes to a lot of people, A-list celebrities. And I just remember seeing that brand pop up and it was all over YouTube. And I ended up finding an interview of her and she had talked about how she found a manufacturer and the designs and everything. I was like, I know how to do that. That's so easy. So mm-hmm. I did that in 2018, but they printed it. It came back and it wasn't perfect. And my boyfriend was just saying, oh, pick out like all the pretty ones sell and sell those and keep the ugly ones. But I just lost motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I kind of had a really bad breakdown that year that um, kind of led me to hospitalization and then I stayed in a crisis home which like just people Mm. with like mental like dealing with a mental crisis are put into Mm -hmm. it wasn't forceful it was just volunteer and I at that time I was just thinking when my boyfriend asked me like oh how are you gonna sell your lashes like I can come to your place and do it but then I just thought you know I wasn't motivated from the beginning anyways and I'm trying to follow a business plan of a very successful woman who I researched but I'm trying to follow something that she did and not mine and it's just not the right time and mm-hmm. I had I think that time I didn't have a job either and it just every like the whole world fell on me so it just prevented me to stop doing that and then for half of that year I just kind of focused on myself mm-hmm. yeah wow so it sounded like you had a lot of things going on mm-hmm. you weren't quite there mentally health wise so you mm-hmm. had to take care of yourself first that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot when mm-hmm. it comes to personal struggles, everybody's like, oh, your mental health, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Do you mind just sharing about your mental health struggles? Just give the listeners your story in more yeah. detail. I, yeah, I don't mind. I'm very public about it because I feel like not a lot of people talked about it. And even after going out of the crisis home, I kind of wrote a blog on it. And a lot of people reached out. They were just saying, how do I get help? Like, I have this insurance. What are the connections? I just feel very empowered to be able to bridge that gap between people who need help and just me knowing the resources. Because during that time, I just, I, it was a lot of things. It was also like my medication not working and not finding the right psychiatrist. She prescribed me things that the hospital wouldn't even recommend. I don't remember. It was like a lot of Xanax and stuff. And 
the, even like the hospital said we would never give it to you because they're quick fixes and I even felt that at the end like after I take one like the next day I feel a lot worse and then you depend on it so much mm. that I I think my body my mind just like completely needed like break, break down and I had to just rebuild myself up mm-hmm. but and it's not talked about enough even with my parents during that time they never saw me so vulnerable before because I kind of I mean I kind of just do my own thing I'm not super close to them but they it's just like any Asian parents they push you in school they yeah. want you to be mm-hmm. a doctor and then I just felt like a big disappointment if I didn't do what they want and in college they're like what are you going to do afterwards like I don't know and they're like how do you not know like you're in college for this but it's just that all that pressure and just mm-hmm. all those things really just stuck with me so when I broke down like all of those emotions were released and they even realized like oh I'm so sorry I would have taken back all I said just for you to feel better now not a lot of parents talk to the kids like that I think it was just like immigrated parents in general they don't really talk about their struggles I know after black april 25th when uh, yeah the fall of saigon yeah the fall of saigon like a lot of my friends even talked about how their parents would never talk to them about how they got here because they want to leave that history hole behind and yes. that kind of just yeah so that's kind of where it is not trying to connect with your kids because you're in a different generation their generation is like do whatever you can to survive and our generation like we are so lucky and almost privileged to be able to do what we want we may seem yeah. entitled but we're just in a different situation that's not yeah. like survival yeah we i mean we're still trying it's just we deal with different american struggles instead of immigration and um, like running away homeland. from a war yeah mm-hmm. losing yeah. your mm-hmm. homeland you're your first generation american or mm-hmm. that's correct right? yeah Yes, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. My parents came over here. My dad came over here through just running through Cambodia. And mm. my mom came over here over a plane. But it's a very common thing with our generation. I feel like parents don't want to talk about that crap because mm-hmm. that's how they cope with it. They tell you bits and pieces of it, but for them it's very traumatic. You can imagine mm-hmm. growing up in a war zone and coming over here surviving all that mess. They're just trying to survive, like you said. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to talk about it. And we, we don't get to hear about it so much unless we pry. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, mm-hmm. we came over here so that way you guys can focus on school, be doctors, and bring success to our family. We want you to be better than we were. We didn't get that opportunity. So we want you to have that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Right. So a lot of focus is put on that, uh-huh, on yeah. being successful. But the mm-hmm. unintended consequence of that is we have a whole generation of asian americans who have like mental breakdowns because the pressure is so much and Mm -hmm. we're not allowed to talk about our emotions we're not allowed to talk about our feelings because that's seen as weak yeah but right now the tide has turned i think uh mental health is like getting better people are talking about it like you thank you so much for Mm -hmm. bringing this up because that's something Mm -hmm. that i'm passionate about and i care about the mental health of everybody so it's not a stigma. Let's break the stigma. Let's talk about mm-hmm. our mental health. It's just as important as our physical health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like mental health struggles should not be hidden. Like if anything, you should be proud that you overcame it or you should be proud that you're getting help. But not a lot of people expect to get help. So even when I had my breakdowns and I went to the hospital, I just I was very desperate for help because I was miserable. I just cried every day and I didn't know how. And luckily, like my parents were able to talk me through it because they they kind of just saw me and they were understanding. I've had issues with them in the past where they know I'm sad and they don't do anything about it because they're like, she'll just get over it. It's fine. Like she's a teenager. And then mm-hmm. it kind of just brought into, you know, adulthood and just struggling with it. And they kind of just saw, oh, I, we should have been more proactive in helping you instead of 
just believing that you can do it on your own because you know you can't just find strength in your own like that or not all the time at least Mm -hmm. it's really nice though that despite everything that had happened in the past your parents Mm -hmm. sounds like they are supportive and helping you in whatever way that you need so i mean that is good and i feel like exactly like a lot of times with with asian families it's something that you kind of you just suck it up and you don't talk about it. But sometimes all it takes is just breaking that barrier and opening mm-hmm. that flow of communication to where like, you know what, it's fine. It's okay for us to talk about these things. So you voluntarily sought out help, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, really great that you realize like, okay, like I do need help. I do need to do something. So what if someone that's listening right now is going through the same thing that you're going through? They were having a mental breakdown or a mental crisis. How would they go about finding help or the assistance that they need? First off, one of the organizations that I really support is the National Suicide Hotline. I've called that in the past and they've offered me resources because you don't know where to start. I mean, you can Google, but they're the ones that have the proper resources or clinics to reach out to. Our second option would be to contact your health insurance if they do have any type of program in that. Because I know some insurances have like telemedicine for mental health counselors. You're in school, like counselors are great. I wouldn't have gotten the help that I did unless I had talked to a counselor later on, like in senior year. Because I remember in college, I would cry every day about just school and like not thinking I would amount to anything. And I didn't know that was not normal until my boyfriend at the time had told me like, you know, that's not normal to cry every day about school. And I was like, really? I mean, why aren't you like, you have kind of a harder major than me and like, you're doing a lot more. Like, I don't understand why you don't. And just kind of, I guess, like, just understand that your feelings are valid. And just because you are experiencing something that other people don't go through doesn't mean that it has any less value or that you're not important. Definitely get help. Like, that's kind of just the thing, like get help try to find a counselor or just look up online to see what clinics are around your area, what they offer, and just get the help that you need yourself. Don't follow, just follow someone else's therapist if they recommend it, unless you like them and stick with it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned that you went to the hospital, right? Yeah. When people hear hospitalization, they, they're kind of scared of it. Mm-hmm. What was your experience? So for me, it was... I got hospitalized twice. So the first time, it's kind of dumb. I I hate how health insurance works in America, but I went to, (laughs) yeah, I went, yeah, I went to a psychiatrist and then she prescribed me all these medicine. And then a week later, I was like, I am feeling so much worse. Like I need to see you. They couldn't reach my insurance or something. So we came there and then we were waiting. The receptionist found out like, I can't come until a month later. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I need the help now. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was just like, what? Like, aren't you supposed to care about your patients? But we're so barricaded by such health insurance policies and restrictions that I was just like, okay, I can't wait another month. At that time I had suicidal thoughts and it was just nonstop. And I was like, okay, if you can't help me. Then like, what the heck am I supposed to do? Like you, mm-hmm. yeah. aren't, I'm, aren't I your patient? Like she did say going to the hospital, I just didn't understand. I was like, why do I want to go to the hospital? I'm so scared. Like, what are they going to do for me? But I went to a hospital and I don't think people feel this way or maybe some people do, but I felt very comfortable in a hospital environment because you're just contained in a place where you can just focus on yourself and not just be at home with your thoughts. I ended up going into like a psych ward because they had to transfer me. You don't just stay in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Me, I was on voluntarily hold. Some people are involuntary or 
they are put into that position, especially if they're in like a really big traumatic crisis that they need to be contained. Yeah. But I was there mm-hmm. for 24 hours. I woke up and I just was able to come home. And the reason why I got hospitalized again is because the medicine they prescribed me in the psych ward, I was fine. And then I just got side effects like a week later and I was just feeling awful again. And then I went to my therapist as usual and she's like, you're not done getting help. Like you need to go back to the hospital because I don't think they should have released you in time just after talking to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went to the hospital again, went to the psych ward again. And I found out about Treehouse, which is a crisis home. So it's kind of for young adults and adults to stay in voluntarily for two weeks. It's like a home. It's actually like a house. So you're living in a home, but you still have a psychiatrist ready on hand and counselors around. So you're not alone all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was really helpful. And they like cook for you and you have group activities up there. I was really afraid to go in it. I just remember going in there and crying because I was like, I don't want to be contained in a home with people I don't know. Like, yeah, you guys, it sounds you guys really scary. Yeah. Like you guys are counselors, but you guys aren't doctors. Like how is this supposed to help me? But during that time, I'm I mean, I had some bad experiences there just because I just felt so contained, but it was good to be able to take that two weeks to really focus on myself and really think what I'm going through. And I feel like I've had depression, but just being in a crisis home, they explained it to me more, you know, there's like a sunny sky, but you just have like a lot of clouds in the way. And during that time, I was like, there's no way it's going to get better. Like, this is the worst it's going to be. Like, I don't understand why I have to go through this and... Just hearing all those things, I was like, okay, they're just giving me positive bullshit to make me feel better. And mm-hmm. it didn't make me feel any, I know, like, I was like, I hate all these stupid sayings. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But just getting out of it and, like, thinking back now, it really does make sense. Because depression really makes you think of the worst things about yourself. Just all the self-hatred I had, it didn't make sense to me. But now I just know that I took care of myself uh, a lot better. I got on the right medication and I'm a lot I think a lot more clearer now and it just back then I just could not my self-talk was just so horrible because I couldn't see past through the dark clouds even as like corny as that sounds but I mean it's really really true everything's just really temporary and yeah I think one of the most important I learned is recovery isn't linear I I woke up one day and I'm like I'm doing a lot worse than I did two days ago or like yesterday and she's like it's not linear you're not supposed to go uphill all the time it's an uphill battle you just need to keep fighting mm-hmm. wow thank you for sharing that's very useful information this is going to really yeah. help a lot of people yeah. out because i feel like a lot of times people who may be feeling like something is a little bit off or wrong mm-hmm. it's easier to just be like well it's nothing it's nothing and just pretend yeah. like there's no issue and then it just builds mm-hmm. up and builds up and gets worse it's not like oh yeah well i'm i'm good now and it's only going to be mm-hmm. like uphill yeah you're going to have like some ups and downs but that's huge that you made a change and looking at you now you know you seem like you're doing great you have oh, you know your your own company it's amazing <laughs> you know Oh, thanks. I think the hardest step is just admitting you need help and getting mm-hmm. that first step. Like people don't realize it. Even I held off talking to a counselor for so long because I think I cried a lot since freshman year. And then people are just like, just go to a counselor. Like, what are they supposed to do? I don't, aren't they supposed to help you get into college? Like, what are college <laughs> counselors are supposed to do? Oh, I oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember meeting with like a counselor, but she was like a student counselor. And I was like, you're just helping me with my classes. Like, how are you supposed to help? really but oh like like the guidance counselors where they tell you like oh take this class take that class or whatever yeah that's always tricky i i I hate when they call school psychologists or school counselors that because the school counselor just helps you pick classes Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. in a lot of like me not media, I guess like shows or movies. Therapists just sit there and like, how do you feel today? Why <laughs> oh, do you yeah. feel that way? Uh-huh. And it's just they're not like that. Well, for me, it's a lot of talk therapy because I felt like a failure. But then the therapist was like, why do you feel like a failure? You're doing well in school. You got into college. You have a good job. Like, what part did you fail at? And I just remember that conversation. I was just dumbstruck because why did I feel like a failure so much of my life? And for you to say I'm doing well, I didn't really think about that. I just thought I was failing compared to my very successful A plus peers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mental health is really important for everyone, even if you're not dealing something right now, like just someone to talk to is like really helpful. You might not realize what's making you sad or why are you acting out this way without talking to like a professional who's studied behaviors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is going to be a hard pivot, but <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's cool. I'm glad that you're, you're in a better spot right now. You have a new company. Your company is doing really good. We want to talk about the other five mm-hmm. that we always deep dive into. Mm-hmm. You mentioned your family, right? Mm-hmm. Your parents are supportive now. Is, does your relationship change since having that crisis? I feel a lot closer to them, but it's still difficult to talk to them just because I think we just, we're in such a big generational gap that they're very traditional and I am not. But I mean, I still, I have a greater appreciation for them and then they realize like what I go through and they're a lot less strict on me now. I mean, I feel like I pushed it in college anyways, but now they aren't helicopter parents. They're supportive in what I do. They just realize that they want me to be happy. And I already finished college, so they're already happy about that. But I think they kind of realize, like, just going to college, this is an equal success right away. Just because, right. yeah. I mean, I've, I have a degree. I saw it twice, a paper degree in an envelope. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> yep. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. there. So if you're yeah. Asian, you at least have to have a degree. Uh-huh. Um, it's yeah. not even an option. It's... Yeah, it's like, yeah. we don't care what it is, but as long as you've got a degree, then... <laughs> Yeah, and it's good. I mean, yeah, they pushed me to go to masters, but it's just not my thing. I I've never felt like I fit into that mold where I have a linear path. Yeah, so, yeah. I just like testing my limits, I guess. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. I'm yeah. Still, yeah, I'm still closer to them, and they're a lot understanding of me. And yeah, it's been pretty good with them too. That's good. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have a brother and a sister. Mm-hmm. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> I tell them both. I was like, you're my favorite sister and you're my favorite brother. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're a lot older than me, though. Because since I'm first generation, they immigrated here. My sister's like 40 now. I don't know if she wants me to say that. I mean, she still looks, she still looks young and like, you know, but um, my brother is literally 12 years older than me. They both have kids. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wow. I'm the baby. Oh, you're the so baby, you are baby. really the baby yeah. of the family. Did you feel like you had a second set of parents because they were so much older? Yeah, kind of. They're like my parents, but they're a lot more understanding because they're closer in age than me. So my sister doesn't really judge me for what I do. And my brother, I mean, he tries to help me out as much as he can based on his experience here. But I mean, if anything, I feel like an only child because they, <laughs> they moved out of the yeah, they moved out of their house. My sister's nephews are close in age with me so they seem like my siblings and they think I'm the cool aunt I'm just like I'm just really young (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah everyone's very different when I think about it but we're still all very close in our own ways that's good it's always interesting to hear about family dynamics Mm -hmm. okay since you can't pick a a favorite sibling who's your favorite (laughs) niece or nephew I don't have a 
favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's even harder, huh? Yeah. My nephew's like one, I think she's he's like 20 or, and then one's 18. Oh, wow. And I just remember, like, they're just so different. So when they were kids, the younger one was so annoying. And I even tell him <laughs> now, I was like, you were not my favorite. You were so bratty and annoying, but he was so obsessed with hanging out with me. That it was just overbearing. Because <laughs> you were I the still cool love- aunt. <laughs> yeah, I still love them the same. I and mean, then they grew up. I mean, it's just kind of fun to see them grow up, too. They're in a different generation than you think. I thought I was always young, but then now it's like, they are really young into the- they're even more young <laughs> yeah the technology and all this stuff like oh man yeah even my i was complaining my friend i was like i don't understand tiktok i tried it's really hard she's like it's only hard for you jen because you're old now and I was like, don't say that. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're in that cutoff age where it's like nah we can't do I it i know <laughs> and my nieces are great i still i love them both i don't have a favorite well kind of like the older one a little bit more because the younger one the younger i don't know the young kids like my nephew they always test my limits they're always like a little bit more extra annoying and they don't listen to you Mm. a lot like they listen to you a lot less i'm like what is what is up with me what is up with you (laughs) (laughs) i can't choose favorites (laughs) they're my blood (laughs) oh okay well (laughs) I mean, you gave, you gave us the rundown, so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So let's see. So we talked about family. Let's see. Oh, so relationships. You mentioned uh, you have a boyfriend, right? Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Like, how did you guys meet? How long have you been together? We actually met in middle school, and he was actually my first boyfriend ever in middle school. When oh, I was... middle school yeah. sweethearts. Well, not really. We broke up seven months later oh middle school love (laughs) yeah through like aim and then i don't know yeah he broke back in the day like it's not me it's you (laughs) you know as a 14 year old you're just like what (laughs) 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 but but we remained friends and then we kind of just reconnected a little bit later on and then we just started dating again so yeah not middle school sweetheart kind of ish really mm-hmm. ex i don't know going back to your ex <laughs> you just evolved and and grew into each other i guess yeah. when do you guys talk about how long you guys known each other or been with each other do you guys count mm-hmm. that time since middle school or does it start over when you guys got back together the second time it starts over but time and time again we'll be like happy 15th anniversary and then <laughs> i would be like remember when you dumped me through aim and he was like i'm sorry i don't remember that i was a kid i was like you know whatever and that's <laughs> <lot> through me <laughs> but yeah we've we've been we've been together it's going to be four years this october nice congratulations oh, congratulations oh <laughs> so he's seen you without lashes yeah (laughs) obviously right in middle school yeah (laughs) a lot of effort for me to wake up put on lashes to just catfish him to see without lashes surprise i I wake up like this every day i know what did you didn't find out my secret my secret is this is how i look (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's actually the first time we got together again i was only wearing mascara and he thought they were fake lashes so i don't think guys know and oh sorry (laughs) i really don't because i feel like You'll be like, oh, I like it when a girl looks natural. And it's like, she has hella cake face to look natural Oh, sometimes. yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some people, they'll do, like, all the layers, and it looks so natural. But it's like, mm-hmm. but I have five layers on. Wait, have, yeah. you been, have you been catfishing me this whole time? <laughs> no, you see me all the time. Yeah, you look normal. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh-oh. I use concealer. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> do, do you know what concealer is? Well, just by the name, I think it like covers up your blemishes. Okay. Good job. That's good job. Good. Yay. Yeah, it conceals stuff. <laughs> yeah. It conceals stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let's get better than most guys. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Uh, I have you guys to think, or you gals to think for this. <laughs> What's the most underrated thing about your relationship? Um, I think it's just, I asked him this yesterday because I was like, I don't know what to answer to this. And he was like cuddling. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's, it's not really underrated. I feel like if anything, it's over. <laughs> 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 I don't know because we're, our love languages are different, but um, I kind of thought about it and I just realized it's just comfort. You know, just going on to four years, you kind of, you don't lose the spark. I'm just saying the spark is always still there. You just don't get constant butterflies every time you see him. Sometimes mm-hmm. I see him and I'm just like, oh, you again, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Especially during quarantine, right? I know. So, yeah, because this is actually his house. I live with my parents. Well, I kind of go back and forth mm-hmm. currently. But just comfort and I kind of just realizing, like, it's just safe and secure. I don't have to. We don't have to go on dates all the time to keep the spark going. There's other things. It's just still there. The spark's still there. It's not dull. It's just you don't notice Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Like when I got into the relationship, we fought a lot. And every time we fought, I wanted to break up. And he's like, why do you always want to break up? You're supposed to stay and want to fix things. But for me, I was just like, okay, if it's not working to work, I just want to leave. And then Mm -hmm. realizing later, like, okay, like he wants to make this work. Obviously, I do too. I shouldn't just give up each time and it's just the comfort and the security of a relationship is what I really appreciate and I don't and I think it's underrated people don't talk about you know after the first couple dates or after the first year anniversary of amazing gifts and the roses Mm -hmm. and the bear and whatever the steak wine (laughs) the balloons and the big production I mean I still love it so every time I get it I'm just like oh my god it's just shock but you don't have to do this because I realize you know it's just you don't have to do that for me anymore like just being with you is enough Mm-hmm. It's like all the little things that just kind of yeah. adds up, and you're like, "Well, yeah, it doesn't have to be huge. It's just, yeah, yeah, small things." No, that's yeah, he cool. Washed my car, and I was like, "Oh, so romantic." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hate those uh, grand gesture guys. They make the consistently loving you all the time guys look really bad. So if if I'm not doing a grand gesture, then I'm not expressing my love. But hey, I'm sorry. I just love you unconditionally. Screw you. <laughs> And then it's just finding the right girl. Like, if she wants that all the time, like, okay, well, you know, do you want me or do you want balloons? And just, <laughs> you know, like, all the time. True. I mean, good point. There, there needs to be, like, some compromise at least. Like, don't just not do anything mm-hmm. and don't just overload on everything. <laughs> yeah. So it's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's your boyfriend's name? Give him a shout out. Uh, his name's Richard Lamb. Hi, babe. What's up? I'm gonna see you again. That's great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh gosh, you again. I know. Hopefully, he listens to this podcast because I'll make him listen to my or watch my makeup videos, but he plays in the background. Like, you yeah, whatever, whatever. Give me views. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's a keeper right there. It's all the yeah. little things. Yeah. All that comfort. <laughs> so, if you're not selling lashes, what are you doing for fun? Yeah, what I do for fun, I like to sleep. I'm naturally a Taurus, so I sleep and I mm. like moving around. Yes, you know, that but... sloth life. Yeah, my phone <laughs> time usage is not something I'm proud of. It's kind of so bad I turned it off because I don't need a reminder every Sunday of how much I use. <laughs> 
I mean, if the quarantine wasn't happening, I love hanging out with my friends. I'm just a very social person. I like hanging out with my boyfriend and our two dogs. They're really cute and they left me. They were here, but they left Aww. me. Like, they're tired of hearing my voice. It's like, you're just here for company. <laughs> and I what like kind to of dogs cook. Do you have? I have one Maltese and one Maltipoo. They're mm. both little white mm. cotton balls, the typical Aww. Asian dogs. <laughs> That's cool. I guess, I guess that's it. You know, I don't have a straight hobby yet. I think just building my website right now for my lashes is my hobby because I'm just so into social media and learning how to reach people in other states and such. So I, that's mm-hmm. also another hobby. <laughs> that's really cool. We're we're still new to the social media game. I, I don't really like social media. <laughs> oh, so th- this is all me, hard. Me Do you either. have a tip for us? <laughs> I like learning about it because print advertising used to only get so far in billboard advertising and newsletters. Now it's social media, it's a new thing. Your post can reach someone across the world that you would have never met. They would have learned your names that, you know, they would have never known in person. I think social media is cool. It's, it does suck. It, I know it does affect, affect a lot of people's mental health, but you just kind of have to see a different view of it too. This is a different form of advertisement. It's literally media that you socialize on. I guess that's what TikTok is, but you know, I still don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) One step at a time. Yeah, maybe not TikTok. (laughs) Gotta hit up your favorite niece to uh, find out more about TikTok. (laughs) Oh, they're like kids, but my nephews, he was like, I'm TikTok famous, and he has like a million viewed video. And I was just like, Okay, are people watching this? I was like, I don't get it. He's super into the game, and I I was just like, I'm telling your mom. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) TikTok reminds me of Vine. Do you remember Vine? Oh, Vine. Yeah, I I loved Vine. I can't believe Vine died because Instagram story took over. Or no, Instagram video, and then now TikTok is, like, huge. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how big it was until I got on it and seeing how many people interacted in a post. I was like, dude, this is, like, millions of people. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I Yeah, I can't believe it, but... I mean, that just goes to show, like, how social media, it just, yeah, you literally can reach so many people at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about TikTok. I'm just <laughs> on it, and I'm just like, how does this dance have so many views? It's just, I think it's just a different generation than us, and it's kind of confusing, but interesting as well. Yeah, it's okay. We have our thing, they have their things. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> leave that to them. And then we're going to be old, and a decade later, they're like, ugh, you went on TikTok? It's whatever now you know <laughs> it's, it's brain power hip yeah yeah you can't wait to turn old but also so afraid <laughs> i don't know i'm like half and half i want to turn old so that way i can be the old senile man who just say whatever i want to say without mm, anybody like oh true. leave him alone he's just old he's senile right mm-hmm. but then i also don't want to get old and just get weak i just oh, turned yeah, 30 the, the body aches my my bones crack now mm-hmm. it's weird <laughs> He complains about his back. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what 30 looks like? Ugh. Oh my gosh. I think people told me 25 is where it goes downhill when I was working in corporate and I was 20, excuse me, 21, 22. And I was like, um, that's so close. And then once I got to 25, I was like, why do my knees hurt? Just trying to go out, like my boyfriend likes going to rave. Mm. So I go and then halfway, I'm like, I need to sit, my knees hurt. And I just, I don't know. I just get pains, man. I don't get it. I heard mm-hmm. 30 does. <laughs> my friend was like enjoy being hot now because you're gonna be a hot mess later and i'm like oh, no. great <laughs> enjoy well, it now it was nice knowing I you know. guys it's all downhill from here i i guess uh, 
it's been downhill since 25 i've heard <laughs> pretty much huh it's like after yeah. that then 25 26 27 it's not like you really celebrate it like it's huge it's like uh, when yeah. you're closer to 30 yeah but yeah. congrats for reaching 30 yay <laughs> yay <laughs> what's a good thing about being 30 instead of just your back well, I, I told my friends this. I always look forward to 30 because, in my mind, by 30, you should already have your job set up, the, the person that you want to be with, Allison, right? <laughs> um, you, should, you just kind of have everything figured out. And also, mm -hmm. the best part is that you should be able to have disposable income by this point. I was so looking forward to 30. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit 30 tomorrow. I'm going to have extra money just laying around <laughs> because I'm 30. Mm -hmm. But that's yeah. not true. Yeah. <laughs> You still have to work for it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. If only, huh? If only. I but know. 30 is nice. It's a nice looking number on paper. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't have any complaints besides like the soreness, but I think that the might so be like health style choices. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe <laughs> your previous year is catching up to you. Oh, my God. I'm 26 Maybe. and I feel like it's such a weird number. It's just like whatever. It's oh. kind of like 2017. No one really cares because you're one step closer to, I guess, 30. Do I look forward to 30 now? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you look. The, yes, yes. You okay. look forward to thirty. <laughs> Positivity, right? It's all about yeah. pers perspective. I say you do yeah. just because you know you're gonna have disposable income. Okay, mm -hmm. I hope so by then. <laughs> That's Imagine, what I'm saving for. Yep. There you, you turn go. thirty and magically, bam. Disposable income. Bag of money. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that I'm I'm off tangent. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer, we're going to jump into the fun. We like to leave the podcast with fun because sometimes the topic can get kind of heavy. Mm -hmm. So Alice is going to give you a choice between two mm -hmm. games and you get to pick what game you want to play. Okay. So Do I get to win in this game or is it just... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's for fun. I mean, okay. you can win another shot if you want. Oh, good. <laughs> I, that, that shot actually made me really hot. Is this turning 26? What happened? Oh, <laughs> oh the liver's slowing down. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> the Asian flush. Oh, no. Okay, um, give me my options. All right, so your options are either Would You Rather or Five Second Rule. Uh, is the Five Second Rule like you... What is the Five Second Rule game? The Five Second Rule game is a fun game. Oh, I played this before. Yeah. So you played it as a drinking game, sick. though. Yeah, you can turn anything <laughs> into a drinking game. That's the wonderful thing. But yeah, um, you, you just get a topic and we give you five seconds to name three things or you can do would you rather oh man i don't like picking let's think <laughs> there's no but, loser in this okay let's play the five second rule then all right <laughs> five, five, five second, second rule oh, five second rule so okay. you get five seconds to name three things oh i want to do okay. the timer all right are you ready yeah oh wait actually hang on so we got Jennifer here. She's about to play five second rule. Oh, sorry, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Things you can be allergic to. Uh, bees, the earth. I don't know, like dust and mice. Yeah, Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. that's ding, one ding, point. Ding. Okay. All right, ready? <laughs> All right, name three YouTube stars. Oh my god, Michelle Phan, Addison Rae, James Charles. Bam. Okay. One, 
I don't know. She's a TikTok star. <laughs> I guess that counts, right? <laughs> it counts. I don't know any of those names. I'm too old <laughs> for this. <laughs> you don't know Michelle Fawn? Oh, I guess because you're a guy. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle Fawn. If you're listening to this, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one. Name three things on a farm. A cow, a sheep, a lamb. Right? Nice. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Ding, ding, okay. ding. Got it. We got two more for you. Let's let's try okay. to get five out of five. All right. <laughs> so this, this one's so relevant. Okay, okay. Name three ways to celebrate a birthday. A party of drinking? A surprise birthday party? I don't know. Wait. What is that? Is that right? You got it. Yeah. yeah you got okay. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got it. You did three. I realize she can't Me. see the timer. <laughs> oh, oh I can here. hear it, kind oh. of. Like, if oh, okay. it closer, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Jennifer's got four for four. She's going five for five. If she gets five for five, she wins the satisfaction of knowing that Yay. she got five for five, right? Exactly. <laughs> I win as a winner. <laughs> exactly. All right. For the last one. For okay. all the money. Here we go. Name three jungle animals. A monkey, a zebra, a tiger. Yay! Yay! <laughs> nice. Hey, I'm on top of my game. <laughs> Dang, you destroyed that game. Yeah, Yay. you had like half the time left on that last one. Oh my god. Even Congratulations. though I'm hesitating. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations, you got five out of five. That's super awesome. That was a lot of fun. My um, heart is beating. <laughs> your heart is beating fast? Yeah, I was like so nervous. <laughs> okay, so now we're at that part where we're going to walk you out of the show. It's time to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. This is your chance to let everybody know what they need to know about your company. Give us your hashtags, your handles, your Instagram, all that good stuff. So Mm -hmm. let us know what you want the people to know. Okay, sure. My Instagram, my personal Instagram is Miss Jango. So M-I-S-S-J as in Jennifer, N-G-O. And my Lash website is The Lash Drip Co. And you can find me on Instagram as well. So that's it. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. That was so fun. Even though I was so nervous. But no, you did great. <laughs> really yeah, you're on. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was super cool. She's got good energy. Yeah, definitely. And it was so interesting to learn about the lashes, too. Yeah, as a guy, I definitely learned a lot about lashes. Mm-hmm. Fellas, be more appreciative of girls and what they do to look nice because it sounds like there's a lot of effort in there. Mm-hmm. That's not even, that's just scratching the surface. There's a lot of other things too. 